The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. That guy who dropped the ball is the reason the Kardashians are famous Kardashians because. Famous. Ha! Yeah, no, that's Mike Vrabel, a Stanley Steamer carpet cleaner, dude. You know, he'll steam over some of the shittiest carpets you've ever seen. And Brando. Talking bills with your family could be like talking politics sometimes if Tremaine Edmonds' contract comes into discussion. On Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando talking about your number one seeded Buffalo Bills. We just got done watching the four o'clock games. It's Sunday right now. We're recording a little bit earlier than normal. Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. Gentlemen, how are we feeling on the Sunday afternoon? That was a great slate of games, especially because of the outcome. But uh, how are we feeling as number one seeds? What a slate of games, John. Like you said, that was exciting afternoon of football seven hours of uninterrupted commercial free football if you're watching red zone as they like to say but i was excited the uh a lot of good games taylor huntley we just talked about him a minute ago dolphins Tua looks rattled uh chiefs joe burrow flexing on him again so yeah cool day for us to have everything fall our way pat would you uh what do you say you watched the worst game of all time today yes i uh did I did find out a cool fact, though, for any of you Rochester natives, that Brian Dable did play safety at University of Rochester. Interesting. Um, which is pretty cool. Did you just say that Brian Dable played safety? Yes. I, I know, I know. You'd think he played <laughs> some sort of offensive line. I mean, obviously, he put more of his time and effort into mental prowess rather than physical prowess immediately after playing. But, <laughs> and um, he, was also, he was also at William & Mary, I believe, when Sean McDermott was playing there as a coach, which is interesting. Let me double check. It's a small world. Yeah, that was a rough game. So that one ended in a tie, right? The 2020. Yeah. I mean, and, and the worst part is you watch something like that and they're just like Daniel Jones, you know, his completion percentage is through the roof and it's like watching Trent Edwards. I mean, the only thing I will say is that it is cool to watch two teams that can run the ball relatively well do that. So that's, I mean, Saquon, I think is a super, super talented guy. And at this point, still... It looks like every team from the NFC East is still slotted to make the playoffs, which has never happened. Oh, you know, four teams from one division making the playoffs. So that would be cool. Let's uh do we have the playoff picture pulled up where it stands now? Yeah, I got it right here. Bills first, Kansas City second, Baltimore third, Tennessee fourth, 
Cincy's got the first wild card. Miami has a second wild card. And the Jets have the third wild card with the Chargers a game back at six and five, chasing the seven and five Jets, New England at six and six. So, and if you think about it, the Bills have played all of those teams except the Bengals, which they'll play on January 2nd. But they have wins over, you know, you're going to get another crack at Miami. You're going to get another crack at the Jets. But they have wins over the Chiefs, Baltimore, and Tennessee, right? So, that's good. That's what we need to see. Six and two in the conference, right? And we got Miami. Those Miami games and the Jets games are just stinkers on our schedule. So we got to uh, we got to lock in for those. I don't want to see Mike White turn into some second coming of whoever was good for the Jets at quarterback. Joe Namath. <laughs> I don't know, like two weeks of Mark Vinny Sanchez. Testaverde. So uh, let's see that, and then we get our crack at Tua one more time. Yeah. And not to mention uh, a week 18 crack at New England, which hopefully will be a crack that we'll be taking with our backups, having the number one seed secured at that point. Um, we need to uh, we need to break out the New York Times playoff machine this week and, and start working up some scenarios here. I just saw one. Um, um, I want to say for the Bills to beat New England, it pushed their playoff chances down to 25 percent with a loss. For New England, for New England. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, this schedule coming up, I don't want to say it's it's not really a gauntlet, but obviously there's no guaranteed wins here. You know, we might have looked at Chicago as an easy out, which I think is not the case anymore. Justin Fields is a problem. Justin Fields is maybe Josh Allen, I think. He's the closest thing. If you, I don't know how much you've watched of him, but... Ripped well, off he had, what, another 60-yard another rush. Touchdown. Just like, I mean, the guy puts up highlights every week, and I don't know if he actually passed for a touchdown at some no, point he's today. Got a, he's got a bum shoulder is the only thing that is... I don't know if he ended up passing for shoulder, but they mentioned early in the broadcast that if he did pass for a touchdown today, he would have been the first quarterback to pass for a touchdown and rush for a touchdown in like six games straight, which is outlandish. So he's really coming to his own. You know, he was obviously a great waiver wire pickup for a lot of people, you know, coming into his own on, uh, on fantasy. Good job there, Brando. I have him in another league as well. Nice. Um, and then the big one is Cincinnati, uh, second to last game of the season. That could be interesting now. You know, we all were rooting for Cincinnati to beat Kansas City today, and they did. They pulled it off one by three, um, pushing us into the one seed spot. But I'm curious, uh, can somebody pull up Cincinnati's remaining schedule as well? Yeah. Yes, I do have that in front of me here. Let's take a look here, boys. So they got the Browns coming up. Next game, uh, which, I mean, I imagine that will be a stinker. Browns, Bucks, Pats are the three teams they play before us, which are all pretty winnable games. So let's say let's say they win all three games. What is their what does that put their record at? Well, they'd be at eleven and four, correct? Yeah, their game they have a more loss than us. I want to say they're eight and four now. That week eighteen matchup, Bengals Ravens is going to have a ton of implications on a ton of stuff too. So that'll be. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at now with the Ravens, uh, although the Ravens won today, you know, that Ravens team could be on the fringes of, you know, making the playoffs or not at that point, depending on how everything else shakes out at the bottom. I mean, it's kind of anyone's game for that, those last few wildcard spots. I mean, the Patriots aren't out of it either, but I, I wanted to pull up the last few years of bill schedules because if the bills don't have any clunkers throughout the rest of the year, we would think that they should win every game, except for maybe Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati is the only one where they could, you know, it doesn't require a 
clunker to lose that game, they could play well and still lose that game. Whereas I, I feel like every one of these other teams, maybe Miami's another exception to that kind of similar to Cincinnati. But you think but, you get Deshaun Watson, who looked terrible today. Uh, their defense won them that game. Absolutely. And then Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, all to end that game against us on the second could be it, it's almost for sure going to be for the number one seed unless the Bengals lose two out of these games here. So, which I, I mean, I don't really, maybe Tom Brady pulls one out of his hiney, but so we'd both have to drop at least a game for Kansas city to be back in that conversation as well too. Right. Yeah. Well, well no, they also have three losses. The only reason that we're number one is because we have the tiebreaker. Yeah, Cause we have the tiebreaker over them too. So one slip up. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is if you end up losing to Cincinnati and some, for some weird reason, you get in a three-way tie with Kansas City and Cincinnati. Yeah, you're the third seed. Yeah, then I don't know if, you know, that you might go down to conference or I don't know what the next tiebreaker is, conference record or something like that. But you're basically your tiebreaker over the Chiefs disappears at that point because it's like a round robin because the Chiefs, or I'm sorry, the Bengals beat the Chiefs and you beat the Chiefs, but the Bengals beat you. Yeah. So I, I think that would probably be, that yeah. would be the Bengals at that point because they would have had head wins over the Chiefs and the Bills. Anyway, we're getting it way too far. It would be a lover's here, quarrel from Southern Ohio slash Northern Kentucky. Oh, burn <laughs> Cincinnati. But um, yeah. So yeah. But I wanted to look back to the last few years because I feel like the, the time of the year that we can most count on the Bills to not put out clunkers is December, January, because this is the, stretch of the year where they've been really good the past two years obviously with 2021 after that tampa bay loss they go 4-0 to end the season and then one in the playoffs so five yeah five straight wins to end the season before the playoff loss to and then i want to say after the hail murray was either eight or nine wins in a row it was six regular season wins and then two two okay eight wins yeah so yeah, um, yeah. John Howard Simon heard your request, so he just tweeted. According to the New York Times playoff machine, the Bills have a 99 percent chance to make the playoffs, a 76 percent chance to win the division, and a 46 percent chance for a first round bye. Okay, I Fair. like those odds. I wonder what um, I wonder what everyone else's odds are for that first round bye. If there's a breakdown for that number one seed, I'd assume what it would go: Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. Now in that order. BBC. Isaiah Hodgins had a good game today. Sorry not to change. I just he did. I know. Were you, were you thinking about that? That was the one thing I was going to say about the Giants game was I was even thinking about making one of those like little, you know, Wolverine with the whatever the picture frame in his hands crying in bed. <laughs> what but are you thinking about? It's I didn't, Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, he played super well and he took a bunch of hits. He, he went over the middle a bunch of times. Let me take a look at his stats. I want to say like 80 receiving yards. It's interesting to to think about what his season might have looked like on this Bills team had he not been poached off the practice squad. Yes. Yeah. Because we need, we need that size at the position at this point. Five for forty four yeah. and a touchdown. That's not so a bad one. That was his first career touchdown today. Yeah. Congrats and A B P salute to Isaiah Hodgins. But yes. John Brown did see the field in that last Bills game. Obviously, he didn't see any he didn't see any targets. I, I was looking for him. I didn't see him on the broadcast, but I saw him on the snap count. Um, that Sal Capacho tweets out after every game. He was he was down there at the bottom, got a got a small percentage of snaps. So. Breaking news from the sporting news. Jimmy G is out for the season per field Yates. My handsome boy. Yeah. Foot, ankle. Oh, what is what is Pat gonna do? 
Well, he's replaced by a man that is very purdy. Ha 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 ha. First time today, I'm sure that joke has been made. Yes. Also, <laughs> I'm sure he's not a nice guy. There's never been a nice guy ever named Brock. He w- Look that up, <laughs> our stats. <laughs> he was Mr. Irrelevant. Did you see that? I don't know if you watched the broadcast. He was the last pick of the draft, seventh round pick. Really? Yep. That is interesting. Where did he go to school? <laughs> Great. Brandon, maybe you can back me up on this. I heard that Mike White supposedly said that Iowa State, go Hurricanes. Did Mike White say that he should have been drafted ahead of Josh Allen? I don't know. I can look that up, though. I did not know he quoted that. Oh, yes, he did. I got this quote from November 12th, 2021. God. After he just went out and got obliterated by the Bills the next day. Earlier in that week, White, a fifth-round pick of the Dallas Cowboys in 2018, said he didn't know why he was picked where he was at the draft. I couldn't tell you. That's definitely the scouting departments across the league and what their interpretation of me is. White said, I have 100% confidence in myself, so if you ask me, I should have been the first overall pick. But that's neither here nor there. That's four years ago. I try to get my mind off of that and execute what my job is right now. And uh, that is... um, Again, that's from last year. We made him look real silly, but that's from Nick Walton on uh, Bill's Wire. Did a write up on that last season. So he's just streaky. He's inconsistent. He's young. We have a good defense. Like another Western Kentucky quarterback, Bailey Zappi, just, you know, the Hilltoppers. They produce stars for about one and a half games and then they just, they fizzle out. So that's true. It's so funny because not at once during the Patriots game did I remember this entire midseason drama that we had with the Patriots pulling Mac Jones and putting in Bailey Zappi and the quarterback controversy and, it's it's so funny, you know, we already had our New England talk about that stuff, but you know, after even after that game further removed from it, you see a lot of media coverage from Boston and how they're talking about, you know, there's a rumor that Tom Brady's going to return to New England and all this stuff and That's like JFK is going to run for president or JFK Jr is going to run for president with Donald Trump, you know, what I mean, I'll see it <laughs> and I believe it, but So Obviously, OBJ was in Buffalo over the weekend. We don't know that much about it as of now. He was on Von Miller's Twitch for a second, and he said he enjoyed the lemon pepper wings. That's literally the only thing that I saw about it so far. But hopefully by Wednesday when this comes out, we'll have some news. The rumor is that he's going to have a decision by midweek on what he's going to do. There's been rumors that he just wants to start playing next year instead of starting this year. It's just I, I see stuff all over the place. And I don't know if anyone really knows. I don't even know if OBJ knows yet what he's going to do because obviously he probably wants to make his decision after he sees the Cowboys as well. But if you're OBJ, I mean, how much do you value the situation versus the money at this point? Dude, I wouldn't even be playing. I'd be like, dude, I have a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> he should like, probably wait. He tore his ACL in February. We talked about this with Trey White. It's a year, uh, took Trey 11 White a months minute. on average, right? And, you know... That's what he's still three weeks out. So you give him, you, he said he's going to make up his mind midweek, you think. So, you know, he's not playing in the Jets game. He's not playing in the Dolphins game. He's maybe coming back for what? What? That'd be the Bengals game just to tune him up for the yeah. postseason. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We could use his help for, for the Bengals game, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully I'll, I'll record some emergency recording on Tuesday night where they, they sign him Tuesday night and I have to insert something into this podcast. Right That'd here be cool. And there'll be some awkward transition where it's just like organ music. And then OBJ is signed. <laughs> I just think Allen's so much better than Dak and Daniel Jones. Why would you want to play with either one of those two guys? Well, and you're going to be buried on the depth chart between 
CD Lamb, who is a stud, and Michael Gallup, who is pretty good, pretty clutch. <laughs> you know. Well, that's interesting too because I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Cowboys' second receiver is pro- maybe better than Gabriel oh, Davis it, it, on it average. Is, it is, but it is. I wouldn't put CD Lamb anywhere close to better than Stephon Diggs. I think uh, Stephon CD Lamb is quite nice though, dude. CD he is he is he's not, he's not, Diggs. It's not Stephon Diggs. No, he's not. But I'm just saying, I think he'd see the field quicker if he went to Buffalo than if he if he went to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, but it's probably because of that number two spot. You know, yeah. not not saying that. You know, I'm sorry. Who's the Cowboys' number two receiver? Michael again? Gallup. Michael Gallup. He was out for most of this year too, so he's kind of had a rough well, production he, year as well, right? No, he's he's played most of the year. Honestly, he's had a pretty good year. Hold on, let me see. I got him for fantasy. I know he he was out for some time, and he was he's been all right. He just isn't. You know, they lost Amari Cooper because they didn't want to pay him, and he's better than Odell. So it's just weird what Jerry Jones is doing over there. They're strapped to the Zeke contract. Tony Pollard needs more touches. And, you know, can you win a Super Bowl? Yeah, he's only, he's only had 24 catches for 274 yeah. yards, so perhaps. So I mean, he has yeah. had a 1,000-yard receiving season, though. He did have 1,000 in 2019 and 843 in 2020. So, so yeah. The, uh, I just think he fits in. He just would fit in well here. It's schematically, personality. Yeah whatever you take, whatever it takes, just go give, give it to him. Yeah. I mean, cause it's like all these options still exist because you got to think if, if it really comes down to the money, Dallas is probably going to be able to offer him the most out of all yes. three of the teams that we're thinking of. I don't want us of. to end up like the Rams either, you know, as shitty as that is to say. Super Bowl champion Rams. Ah, look how bad point. the Rams are. Super Bowl champion Rams. Look how bad Rams. they are now. The Super Bowl champion Rams. Dude, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers were so bad after they won their Super Bowls that people forgot they even... Like not this latest one, but when Brad Johnson somehow took over the but, but they so won one so long afterwards. Have we won one? I don't fair, know. Fair. But would you want Josh would you want Josh Allen to win the Super Bowl right now? Hurt himself next year, never play well, I guess that would be better than not winning one. Sorry, Josh. I guess you're you, you do have a point. All right. <laughs> no, I would never want anybody to get hurt, but I would take one right now. We've never had one. We cannot, you know. Fair. We gotta we gotta take it, right? Take it is yeah. one of the hands. Worth more than two in the bush, right? Yeah, I think so. I I never really understood. <laughs> I think that means the bush could like get chopped down and moved or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back with some playoff predictor matchups. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. 
That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I have the ESPN playoff machine pulled up. And so we're going to go through it and project every single game for the rest of the season. We'll just try to do it quickly because that's a lot of games still left to play through the season and just see how the season plays out. And if the bills end up being the one seed, which if we pick them with all wins, then they are going to be, but it'll be interesting if we play out the rest of the season, then we can kind of switch on some critical games and see how it affects the playoff picture. So we're spitballing all these picks together and then we're going to see what the playoff machine spits out. So this is week 14 in the NFL simulating the matchup. We can pick the bills first bills at jets. We think the bills got the win there bills Bil- bills. All right. Raiders at the Rams. Raiders. Browns at the Bengals. Bengals. Texans at Dallas. Dallas. Five hours later. And last one, Rams at Seahawks. Gino. All right, so here are how things shake out. First seed in your AFC is the Buffalo Bills at 14 and three, which no matter what happens, if they win out, they get the one seed. So that's that's the biggest scenario right there. First seed in the NFC is Philadelphia at 15 and 2. I think we have them to lose one game at some point. Must have been that Cowboys game. Yeah, Cowboys game. Okay, back to the AFC. The second seed is Kansas City at a projected 14 and 3. They would host a playoff game and the LA Chargers would come in at 10 and 7 to play that game. But at Kansas City, your next matchup would be the 6 seed Baltimore Ravens at 11 and 6 heading to Cincinnati to play the division winners at 12 and 5, third seed Cincinnati. And then your fourth seed, your AFC South winner would be the Titans at 10 and 7, and the fifth seed would be going there despite having a better record would be playing in Tennessee and that's Miami at 12 and 5. So in the scenario we played out New England doesn't make the playoffs or the Jets either. So That's right, right. Probably, yeah. So let's see. Let's go back and flip. So this is assuming that Kansas City wins out. Obviously, there's so many scenarios here. Uh, assuming Cincinnati wins at Buffalo. or I'm sorry. they in Cincinnati. That game is in Cincinnati. Then it is actually Kansas City. If they went out, they would be the first seed because they would be up a game over Cincinnati still. And Buffalo drops down to the third seed in that scenario because Man. they... They have a matching record with the Bengals and then would also have a head-to-head loss as well. So let's toggle that back. Say the Bills win every game except for Miami. So let's toggle, let's toggle that game in week 15. Say the Dolphins win. Then your first seed becomes Kansas City and your second seed becomes Miami. Third seed, Cincinnati. Ugh. Buffalo drops down to the fifth seed and doesn't win the division at that point. And then Buffalo would be headed to play the fourth seed, Tennessee. So if you want to look at it this I'd way, take my fifth, odds at that. the fifth seed is going to get a good matchup because there's a good chance that that fourth seed is going to be Tennessee or whoever wins the AFC South. I don't know if there's any reasonable scenario where it's not the Titans. They're projected 10 and seven. And let's see. And in, in, in these projections, let's look. Yeah. Yeah. No one's even close in these projections. Like Indianapolis would be four, 11 and two. Jacksonville would be five and 12. And Houston would be one and 14, one, 14 and two. Mm. <laughs> they have two ties because we put them down for ties. Yeah. The AFC South is not looking 
very good, very good chance. So that fourth seed is obviously the lowest of the division winners to host a playoff game. And so Tennessee's got a good shot at that. So I don't feel bad about the Bills having a fifth seed if they go there first. Um, but then likely, you know, you play your next game on the road, maybe at Kansas City. If the sixth and the seventh seed lose because lowest remaining seed would travel to Kansas City or whoever the first first seed is at that point. So even though Buffalo leads, there's no room for error as far as losing games. And there really is zero. You could see the Bills not even resting starters in week 18 against the Patriots trying to get that one seed in that first round bye. So you rest your starters on the bye week. You don't you don't rest them when that yeah. one seed's on the line. It's a huge you gotta win two home games to get to the Super Bowl if you're the one seed. Yeah. It's so much it's so crucial to have that one seat. Yeah. You increase your chances by quite a bit. It's not impossible if you don't, but it it's an uphill battle. So l- let's say Kansas City drops one in this scenario and they don't win out like they do. So let's see. Week 14, they have the Broncos. I'm not gonna chalk that up. Um Texans the next week after that, not gonna chalk that one up either. Uh, It'd be Seattle. the Raiders. It would be Seattle, Seattle or, or the Raiders because, like you said, Derek Carr does have his number, but, you know, Seattle or, or could. They have the, I would say Seattle's probably closest. Seattle, and then week 17 is the Broncos again, and then week 18 is the Raiders. So let's say that Kansas City, I, I maybe even the Raiders is the most likely matchup in this scenario, even more so than Seattle. I feel like Seattle probably doesn't match up against Kansas City super well. Dude, the Raiders have like a softball schedule coming up too. Update for the Ravens. Lamar's day-to-day to week-to-week. It's not season-ending, but it's not. Day-to-day to week-to-week. What is this? Bill yeah. Belichick over That's here giving updates. <laughs> so I want to see something too. So, okay, now in this scenario, Kansas City drops one game along the way. All right, so it, basically now this Miami game becomes very crucial because if Miami wins, and even if the Bills have a similar record to Kansas City, Obviously, if Miami wins the division, if they beat the Bills and have the same record, they would obviously hold the tiebreaker and we'd both be 13 and four. They would get the one seed and we get the five seed because obviously, you know, the first four seeds are the division winners in that scenario. That'd be a brutal break. That would be. That would be. So, you know, if we win 14 games, that would be the most ever in franchise history, too. Another noteworthy point. We've never won more than 13 games as a franchise in a season. Wow. Interesting. That's crazy. That 2020 season was so magical being 13 and three. So I'm looking, so say the bills beat Miami and lose to Cincinnati in this scenario where the chiefs also drop one. I want to see what that looks like. So that's it. In that scenario, Kansas city drops down to the third seed. You've got three teams at 13 and four and Cincinnati would be the one seed. And if Cincinnati, let's say Cincinnati drops one, they could drop one to the Patriots. Probably not. Um, Tampa Bay, maybe, but probably not. Cleveland, they've they've got a better chance of dropping one than Kansas City does, or their uh their last week, week eighteen, to the Ravens as well. The Ravens could be. Let's see if they have that game. Then Baltimore is the third seed, which is crazy. Buffalo's the first seed, and Cincinnati drops down to twelve and five. So. It is possible for the Bills to take a loss at Cincinnati, but that Miami matchup actually has more implications, I think, for that. You know, if if you had to pick one game to lose, you probably want to pick the Cincinnati game because there's a better. But at that point, so if you lose that, then you need Kansas City and 
Cincinnati to drop a game somewhere along the way in order to keep the one seed. But it's it's really kind of shaken up in these next couple of games. We might see a whole bunch of stuff happen because we there's this this amount of unpredictability in the NFL is just insane every week. You know, there's such a variance in the NFL week to week. Yeah. But I mean, simply schedules- simply from like a like a binary probability standpoint, the outcomes of this season are still too innumerable to even calculate. You know, it's, it's too many. Yeah, it, it's crazy. So, yeah. you know, we just went through and picked everything. There's still probably at least at least a million combinations of ways that the season could finish out just yeah. from game results. So anyway, I was very long winded, but. It's fun to play with the ESPN playoff machine just to kind of like see how things play out. And it gets a lot better at the end of the year too. Like when you only have two weeks left and you're only toggling, you know, here and there a couple, right. The playoff picture kind of becomes a little bit more clear at that point. So it's exciting. The bills gave us, uh, gave us some hope. This, they, the three words, right. Control your destiny. The bills control their own destiny for the first time again, since they lost to the dolphins. Right. So that's the that's the step that they always want. It's what every coach strives for. It's what every player wants. You have no excuse. You go out. You win what's in front of you. You get you get what you want. So, absolutely. Don't rely on somebody else for something you can do yourself. Right. 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 Sweet. I love it. But go Bills, baby. Yeah, go Bills. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. Reminder that we've got stuff on our Etsy shop that's in the link on our in our bio, or you can just go to Etsy and search Not Another Buffalo on there. Um, not another Buffalo podcast was apparently too long. We had that problem mm-hmm. with the Twitter handle too. So not another Buffalo on Etsy. If you want to get your special someone, you know, a shirt that has an NABP logo on it and They're you should cool probably, logos. they are, but you should probably get something besides that for your significant other. If you want to spend Christmas, you know, and beyond with them as well. So Christmas and beyond, that's the key word. Just Christmas, <laughs> maybe beyond. No, yeah, listen. exactly. That's funny. All right, we'll see you guys on Friday and uh, we'll be doing our game picks, some Brando's bets and some quotes with Pat as well then. Cool, so, uh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. See you then. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.